Welcome to Are We There Yet? An exploration and education in anime. I'm your anime idiot, Tessa Dugan. I'm your anime expert, D. Hollander Gonzalez. And I'm Brendan McCullough, your anime jet lagging with a wagon dragon. I'm I'm running on a few hours of sleep here. I'm fighting against like four time zones. It's, He's working on it. Woo! Mm-hmm. Travel. And it's also, expensive. he took up that job where he has to drag a wagon back to where he came from. The uh, wagon's my ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for everybody that, that doesn't know, Brendan has a huge ass. Just the fattest of ass. Just a it takes up ass. most of his apartment. It's not it's cake. Shocking. It's the whole damn bakery. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also uh, sick, so if I just wheeze into a cough, I apologize. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> that sick sexiness we're starting out with. <laughs> Want a bite of my sick ass? Ugh. <laughs> 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 hey, we're back. We're uh, back. I'm sorry <laughs> about that. <laughs> this is the energy we're back with. This is what we did over the break. Yes, mm-hmm. for context, we recorded the Kill a Kill episode... Like a month ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we yeah. really took our hiatus, and now we're here. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, we were ready to record... Well, in theory, we were ready to record another episode. Um, a, a, a notably sad anime. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I had to call an audible. I was like, hey, um, what if we didn't... Because my life has not improved yet. Is that cool? So here we are. Yeah, let's Uh, save it for when we're all in a really good place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So uh, we'll never watch that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Put that on the back back burner. The way back Mm -hmm. burner. Uh, uh, but but yeah, we did a quick check-in in that last episode. I want to see how people are doing now after we had a couple weeks off. Uh, how how are you all doing? How is are your lives somewhat better? I hope. <laughs> I would say I'm doing better than last time. Paul and I bought tickets for our honeymoon slash first anniversary trip Ooh. in October. Ooh. We're going to Seattle, so that'll be fun. And other than that, the thing that was making me anxious last time has since gotten worked out. So we're doing good other than like the normal brain issues I have, you know? <laughs> We've all got them. Yay, the- only the normal problems, not yeah. the extra problems. Great. Also, Tears of the Kingdom has come out. We're in a post-Tears of the Kingdom release time now, and that's improved my state a lot. <laughs> I literally bought it. 20 minutes before we started recording because I'm sick of these two sending me slutty <laughs> link TikToks and I don't want to get spoiled by it. So, hey, come on. They weren't just slutty link. Everyone's slutty in this game, yeah. according to the internet. This is I the sexiest it. Zelda game <laughs> of all time. <laughs> uh, oh, if you want to see a wagon dragon, <laughs> there's actually a mechanic for it. Hey. <laughs> Uh, what are drag, we watching? Drag, uh, through the fields of Hyrule. 
Uh, yeah, uh, work was stressing me out, and then I fucked off to Ireland for two weeks. So, I don't know if work got better, but it, I, I wasn't there, so it was Not better for problem. me. Not your problem. Not my problem. <laughs> oh, and, uh, also, uh, I had, uh, my, my car's engine died. So, uh, <laughs> anyways, hey. everything's good. Everything's good. Uh, um, but yeah, what, what are we watching this week? Is this, is this some sort of anime program where we watch anime and then review it for people who may not be familiar with the genre or something? Huh. God, I hope not. What a concept. Um, this episode is technically my birthday, which was weeks ago as of recording this, and Yay. possibly months ago as of releasing this. Birthday. <laughs> Sorry, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> so for my pick, I figured, let's keep the tradition alive. Uh, oh, I should know his name. I my should really know his name. Soda. I'm going to trust you on that. I'm pretty sure that's right. Yes. Uh, he is the one who did the Digimon movie and Summer Wars. And I wanted to see... And D, you saw Bell and said, uh, once again, same movie. So I wanted <laughs> to see how much this fan can get away with. How, <laughs> how consistent he can be with just one idea for a movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we're watching The Boy and the Beast. Yeah. Tale as old as time. <laughs> Song as old as rhyme. No, no, it the was, Boy and the Beast. We gotta stop. Legally, we gotta stop. <laughs> hey, I wasn't singing it. <laughs> they don't They don't play around these days. They're coming after anybody. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Uh, uh, inside your info. Oh, no. Uh, okay. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, what, uh, uh, so, uh, are you aware of this? I've never seen this, and I watched it legally. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I've heard the title, because at this point I'm just, like, really familiar with this man's work. And actually, I think it was over our break, Paul and I watched his movie Mirai, uh, mm. which is fairly different from his oh, other movies. There I was is, really hoping you were going to say the same. No, there <laughs> is a moment where, like, aesthetically, it feels mm-hmm. like, what's it called in Summer Wars? Oz? Oh, yeah, the, like, internet place. Yeah, it looks like yeah. that, and also the place in Bell. So, like, mm-hmm. there's one part of the movie where aesthetically it looks like that, but the movie itself isn't really about that, and I actually really liked it. It made me cry. Oh. So, ah. so did Summer Wars. So we'll see if this one also makes me cry. <laughs> and so did Digimon, right? Yeah, for completely different reasons. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, what a waste of jean shorts. <laughs> <laughs> How does he put on a belt? He only has gun hands. What a waste um. of scar. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's strange. <laughs> I love a world where there's a limited amount of scar. It's a finite resource. <laughs> um, yeah, I know of The Boy and the Beast. I remember when it came out and they did like American theater, theatrical release and stuff. And I mm-hmm. wanted to see it then because uh, it looked amazing. But as far as I know, it's it's pretty much all in there in the title. A kid gets trained by a big beast man, and I'm like, that's all I need. You know what? Lose the kid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all I know about this series is, like, seeing promotional stuff of titular beast man. And, uh, D, when you said, I'm familiar with this man's work, I thought you were talking about beast man. <laughs> Just his presence on the internet. I'll be honest. Uh, but. I am familiar with many beast men on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) 
but yeah, I I see that guy and I'm like, oh, I recognize you. Could not place what series you're from, and turns out it's none. So I win. It's none. Hooray! It's a uh, a very very short series. It's it's one movie. It's a single movie. That's all wow. you need. Well, maybe I could use more of the Beast Man, but hey. <laughs> Only time will tell as we watch this entire film. Let's <gasps> go. Father of mine, are you a big bear <laughs> or some nerd or a sword in my heart? Oh, we're back. Hello, everyone. That was beautiful. <laughs> we're doing musicals now. That's yeah. what we've done over the hiatus. We all got better at singing? Question yeah, uh, we really just uh, did all the training. Uh, that's what we were away for. Uh, Brendan uh, learned to sing beautiful falsetto in Ireland, so uh, he'll be showing that off at the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, Look forward to it. It's it's a big ask. No, (laughs) see, unfortunately he's sick, so he can't show you right now. I can't. I have to hold off on that for a long time. (laughs) Oh, man. I guess you just gotta tell us about this movie, then. Oh, man. Let's get into this burly fella. Mm-hmm. And also talk about the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it op- oh, I realized it opens up with two narrators, which I think are just the two friends of the main guy. I wasn't sure, because that never came back into play. Um, oh, I don't know. But I counted this as like a prophetic dream info dump. It just gives us like a backstory uh, of the world. Uh, two narrators talking about a story about a city of beasts called Jutengai. Uh, and we find out there's like a hundred thousand of these beast people. They have a leader who's the Grand Master who can ascend up to godhood after a certain point. And then when they do, they got to replace him with a new Grand Master. Currently, the two best candidates for the next Grand Master is a guy named Iuzo. Mm, I think it's Iz. Fuck. I never wrote it down. Ha. I called him Lion Pig Man. Lion Pig Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did the same. I think it's Izuin. Izuin? Uh, who is currently the prime candidate and uh, meets all the qualifications, got two uh, disciples ready to go, but not the strongest. The strongest Mm -hmm. is another fella named Kumatetsu. Mm -hmm. Stronger, but more reckless, dumber, no disciples, just not great. Ugly, smells bad, no friends, (laughs) the worst. Which means I love him already. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't... I don't think he qualifies as himbo, looking back on it. We don't see him respecting women. Yeah. So I feel like I can't say. Not him. Definitely not kind enough to be Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But we got a big dumb idiot who's even stronger, but not not dignified enough to be the leader, the Grand Mm -hmm. Master. So then we cut to modern day uh, Japan. Why? Don't worry about it. (laughs) And we get official branding. No knockoff brands. This is a high budget movie. I wrote we down got there's Starbucks. a Starbucks, yes. We got Burger mm-hmm. King. We got other stuff. What more do you need? <laughs> the big two. Starbucks, <laughs> Burger King. These two kingdoms. <laughs> These two warring nations. Um, and we see a little street urchin kid running around. And he's uh, going down alleyways and stuff. And he finds a place. And you see him start munching away, eating some food. 
And while there, he sees a little white sprite of some sort. Just a little white puffball. Cutest little thing. Darn this little ghost thing. hamster. Yeah. Yeah. And he offers it some food. And he says he must be a runaway just like him. Oh. No. And then we get a flashback. We see uh, the kid's name is Ren. And we find out Ren's mom is dead. What a shocker. <laughs> but this is anime. The, but <laughs> what is anime? <laughs> a parentless child. Anime has notoriously bad maternal health care. Um, <laughs> and we see, yeah, they're, he's at his house. And the extended family is talking of what they're going to do with him. Because the dad's out of the picture. His mom divorced him years ago. Uh, and he, he is the only remaining male heir to the family. So the head family is going to take him in and raise him. But he doesn't want to because he hates all of them. Because I believe it's his dad's side of the family. So uh, mm-hmm. he's, he's not on good terms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says he hates them and he runs off. And this is how he became a runaway. And, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I get so emotional thinking about merchants. Um, <laughs> in, they in just the, have so much potential. <laughs> I can just raise them so well that they're critical for any D&D campaign. Um in the street, he's thinking about the family. He's getting flashbacks of all of them. And he's just like, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. And he eventually yells, I hate you out loud. And it kind of startles everyone in the street, but he keeps walking. But we see this lingering shadow of himself stays there, repeating, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. Also, just fades away. That's a setup for much later. Much later. Much later. <laughs> uh, and then we see uh, Ren huddled up between like some bike racks, uh, just taking some cover. I see two people walking around with hoods talking and uh, talking about taking on new disciples. And they're saying, like, ah, you got no disciples. You're curmudging the old bastard. Like, no one wants to work with you. So, uh, you know, you could even get, like, a random human as a disciple or a broom and, you know, be your better chance. Uh, and as they're talking about it, two men stop in front of Ren, see him, you know, hey, kid, where are your parents? And Ren just says, like, shut up, leave me alone. He's like, ah, I'm talking to you. And Ren keeps fighting with him. He's like, huh. You got moxie, kid. I like that. You got spirit. I like the cut of your jib. <laughs> you told me to shut the fuck up. I respect that, child. <laughs> uh, so the man picks up uh, Ren and looks him over. And we see the man's actually a big old bear. And also mm. a bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and the uh, bear says, not bad. Puts Ren back down. And he says, hey, you know what, Ren? You want-? Or he doesn't know Ren. He goes, hey, you know what, kid? You want to come with us? And the friend just kind of shoves the bear along, like, what are you doing? And we find out, this is Kumatetsu. <gasps> uh, the friend tells him, stop being dumb, and pushes him along down the alleyway. And then we see uh, Ren goes chasing after him, but they disappear. And then right on cue, some cops show up, and like a good child, Ren runs from them. Smart. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he runs down the alleyway. Uh, he, he runs away from the cops for a while, and he thinks he sees Kumatetsu going back down an alleyway. So he runs after him, keeps going, and he gets lost in this really long and strange alleyway. It's got just, like, random animals in it and, like, flowers. And eventually he sees a horse behind him carrying a bunch of, like, mats. And the horse pushes him further ahead and eventually pushes him out of the alleyway. And when Ren falls out, he's in, like, a new big open market. And the horse behind him is now a horse man carrying a bunch of mats. He got anthropomorphized. And you know what they say, a horseman can lead you to another dimension, but it makes him a, a guy. <laughs> right. That's how it goes. Right? Classic yeah. saying, yep. You can't lead a horse to Rome, but it'll drink a bird in the hands.
I don't have God. one. I'm not gonna try. <laughs> <laughs> so Ren sees himself in uh, Tengai, the land of the beast, and he turns around and the alleyway is sealed off, so he's trapped here. Uh, we see him, he runs around and he bumps into like three wolfmen who are like, ah, what's this human doing? Ah, let's let's peel his skin off and make it into like bowstrings or like, uh, let's chop him up and fry, you know, eat him and stuff and threatening what they're going to do with him. And he gets rescued by a pig man who's also a monk. Pig I'm monk. Not, pig monk. I'm not even going to attempt <laughs> to say his name. I wrote it down. It's spelled correctly, but boy, howdy. Do I just Again, pig? pig monk. It's all you need. Yep. Pig monk's all you need to know. Uh, but he says he'll help him out. He rescues him from the wolves. And he says, ah, they're just idiots. Don't worry about him. Um, uh, but he says uh, he'll try and get him back to the human world because humans shouldn't be here. And uh, as he's talking to him, he bumps into Kumatetsu. Uh, and he's surprised to see that Ren followed him. He's like, hey, you showed up. I like that. And the monk's like, uh, the monk tells him not to be so rough with the kid because he's human. And Kumatetsu says, uh, don't worry. He's he's tough. He can handle it because he's going to be my new disciple. And uh, so we see the monkey uh, monkey man, who is the friend of Kumatetsu from earlier. Uh, he shows up as well and explains that the Grandmaster said that Kumatetsu needs a disciple to succeed him. But no one wants to be his disciple. So, Grandmaster goes to Godhood, Kumatetsu becomes Grandmaster, but to do so, he needs that, he needs an heir. Mm-hmm. We need an heir. There has to be a drunk asshole in our society. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got to fill that void. It's a crucial part. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the ecosystem will collapse otherwise. <laughs> and Kumatetsu says he, says he sees potential in the boy, and like his friends said earlier, it could be a random human kid even, so... That's what he's doing. And uh, his friends are talking about, like, Kumatetsu doesn't even want to beat Grandmaster. He just wants to beat the other guy, the the lion pig man. Mm-hmm. So he's not even, like, that dedicated to becoming a Grandmaster. Uh, and so they all go back to Kumatetsu's place. Uh, Ren keeps refusing to tell him his name. So Kumatetsu says, like, fine, how old are you? And Ren holds up nine fingers, so he's nine years old. Kumatetsu's like, great, I'll call you... Uh, Kayuta, which is ninth boy. Kyuta. So that's his beast. His beast world name. His beast. And oh, his fursona. Oh man. Here we go. <laughs> it wouldn't be an anime without multiple names for our main character. <laughs> <laughs> and us refusing to say any of them because it's boy. Um, well, I called him Kyuta in my notes, but that works. Um, Kumatetsu falls asleep. And uh, Ren goes outside and looks over the city and starts thinking about his mom and starts crying. Because him being nine, this is a lot. Mm-hmm. Kumatetsu wakes up and sees that Ren is gone. He's like, ah, he probably just ran off. He was, he was weaker than I thought. He was a coward. And he goes to check on the chicken coop outside. Oh, there's Ren. He fell asleep with the chickens. What a little Kumatetsu, freak. Kumatetsu wakes him up and starts making breakfast. And Ren says he's hungry. Kumatetsu's like, great, we got rice and we got raw eggs. And Ren doesn't want to eat either of them. So Kumatetsu tells him, tough shit. That's all we got. He lives in a poor little shack and is scraping by. So uh, his friends show up, the pig monk and the monkey. And uh, they see how messy uh, they are together and how undisciplined Ren is. And Ren runs off. Kumatetsu's chasing him. We got yakety sacks playing. And uh, (laughs) Ren runs off and starts running through the city and sees what the life is like here and how there's all these different beast people and he sees a pig kid and a clearly human looking kid 
Yes. Hanging out, but the human kid has like a little pig hat, so I guess that's the Clark Kent disguise. This beast am... child who is super not a human. Definitely Don't even not. think about it. Wait, are you talking about the one that was eating ice cream and had like tusks and like a unibrow? Is that the human one? I, no, I'm no, no. a little confused. I didn't. I, I didn't think notice. it's the one in the beanie that looks like a pig. <sighs> oh, you mean the one holding the sign that says not a human? <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. Oh, I can't tell. Which one do I shoot? Ah, I can't. <laughs> um, yeah, one is very much. I thought it was going to be like an Inuyasha sort of thing where it's like half human, half beast. Like, mm-hmm. and Because he looks like he's got a little fangy. And I was like, is that the beast part? I don't know. I mm-hmm. thought the thing was that their dad fucked a human. Woman. That's yeah. That's what and I that thought. It was yeah. He was like that, but yeah. No, I mean, what human would say no to a lion pig man <laughs> like that? Uh, but but yes, we find out these two kids are uh, the disciples and children of Eozin, the lion pig man. Lion um, pig man. Lion pig man. But he not lying. He's very honest. Mm-hmm. Lion, uh, and he talks. Uh, who shows up right as they uh, are seen? And he shows up and talks to them for a bit, and then he sees Kumatetsu running around, and he says, well, oh, the rumor's true, rumor has it, yet you got a disciple finally. And uh, Kumatetsu's like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, I found some human kid. He's like, human? But we're beastmen. That's forbidden. The human kids aren't allowed in this world. And uh, that's around the time when they run into Ren and see him, and... Uh, Lion Pigman says you gotta return them to return them at once. They live in separate worlds for a reason. Humans are weak, but they have a darkness inside them that makes them uncontrollable. <laughs> Get ready for the Kingdom Hearts comparisons. I wrote <laughs> a lot of them. Uh, and for the sake of the Beast World, they gotta return them. Kumatetsu ignores this advice and uh, challenges him to a fight because he's gotta prove himself because he's his, his rival. So, of course, Lion Pigman's like the very disciplined one. Uh, has proper form and etiquette before a fight. Kumatetsu is just stretching and like taking his coat off and jump around, call, like trying to provoke him into attacking first. And uh, Ren is being held back by one of the Lion Pigman's guards. He says like, "Oh, they got swords, but they're not using them." He says, "Oh yeah, all the swords in the city are tied to their sheaths uh, because the Grand Master forbid them from drawing their blades. Why? I guess to make the fights last longer." <laughs> I don't know. I, this. I thought this would come up, and it really never does. It seems like he's this. just, like, against true violence. I don't know. Yeah. It's PG. We can't have blood. Yeah. Yeah, it um, seems like all these people are obsessed with, like, their strength and stuff, so it seems like the society values, like, who do we clearly see bested the other versus, like, this man is dead, therefore he lost. <laughs> <laughs> He must be weaker. He's the one that died. <laughs> it's the only way possible. Um, so Ren breaks free of the guard and like runs off while uh, Kumatetsu and the Lion Pigman start fighting. And we see very quickly uh, them matching each other. And they're swinging at each other, but Kumatetsu can't land a hit. Uh, but as he's getting cocky, he gets clocked himself a few times uh, and gets knocked down. Uh, but then he gets back up and he goes full feral beast mode where he's just, like huge body and becomes more bear-like. Uh, and to match him, the Lion Pigman does the same and becomes more boar-like uh, as they're charging at each other, and it turns into, like, a weird sumo match. And uh, 
Kumatetsu is able to push uh, push his rival out into the crowd, proving he's stronger. But the crowd is against him and booing him and uh, jeering at him. And Ren sees this and sees that Kumatetsu is also alone, like he is. He's a kindred uh, spirit. Wow. So I finally understand. <laughs> <laughs> so as the pig man is pushing back and starting to win, uh, Kumatetsu uh, swings his sword around in the sheath, and they fight with that, so it's more like kendo. Um... Uh, he keeps getting pushed back, and that's when Ren yells out, uh, tells him not to lose. And Kumatetsu gets distracted and bopped by this. Uh, but it's Ren showing him support. Uh, and right as Kumatetsu is knocked out, the Grand Master himself appears. He's a, he's a crazy little rabbit old man. I love him. Uh, and he just appears out of nowhere. And uh, the Lion Pigman says Kumatetsu has to be punished for bringing a human into the their realm. And the Grandmaster says, he just lost the fight. Seems like he's pretty punished already. So that's fine. It's like, yeah, but he's responsible for the human coming here. And the Grandmaster says, no, I told him he needs a disciple. He picked a human. So by the transitive property, it's my fault the human's here. It's like, wow, what a amicable Grandmaster. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he says, not all humans are consumed by the darkness within their heart, Sora. Um, And the fight... And conversation is over once the Grandmaster leaves and we see the crowd disperse. Uh, and Kumatetsu's mad he lost, especially in front of Ren. Uh, so uh, Ren says he'll stay if it means he can become as strong as Kumatetsu. And we see him starting to eat the rice and raw eggs. Uh, but he hates it and so like really choke it down. Uh, next day, Ren begins the proper training, gets new clothes, starts living with Kumatetsu. His friends are over watching him. And it's just too... Very stubborn and angry children uh, yelling at each other. Mm-hmm. Kumatetsu like teaches them how to swing a sword. He goes, "You got to swing it like this, oof, with more uh, in it." And is bad at telling, uh, bad at describing what the proper technique is. Mm-hmm. So Ren isn't understanding and is very weak. Your old child. Uh, so the pig monk is, you know, the pig monk is the Ida of the group. He's the disciplined and understanding one, and he tells him like, "You have to explain it better." Clearly, he's not getting it. He's a child. Telling him to just do it right doesn't work. Yeah. Pig Monk is much kinder than your usual Ida, though, I would say. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Mm-hmm. He's a very sensitive soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he's the moral p- parental figure being like, hey, what if you didn't scream at this child? Because <laughs> he didn't understand what Wuha meant in <laughs> combat terms. It's very reminiscent of Demon Slayer with Ta- when Tanjiro... Uh, in later episodes, is explaining how he does something. He goes, he's got, uh, uh. It's like, God, this little country bumpkin's so dumb. <laughs> it's endearing as hell, though. Um, so Kumatetsu says he has to grab the sword in his heart, and Ren doesn't understand what that means. Uh, so Kumatetsu gets mad because it's not working, and he runs off. Pig what do you mean you him. don't understand my vague metaphor? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't. Kumatetsu doesn't know what a metaphor is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Neither does Ren, we learn later. <laughs> that's true. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, so Pigmon goes after Kumatetsu. Monkey stays behind with Ren, saying, like, yeah, being a disciple, being a proper disciple usually takes five to ten years. You might as well just give up now, child. Go back to the human world. Leave my friend alone so we can get drunk, we can get day drunk together. The monkey's bad. <laughs> uh, and Kumatetsu uh, doesn't return for a while. So Ren asked the pig monk uh, what a proper disciple would do. He's like, pretty much like the chores, like clean the house, do the laundry, make the food, take care of the chickens and all that. Uh, so Ren starts doing that. We see him doing, you know, a little montage of him doing all the stuff. He goes to town, he goes to the market, 
and he's you know meeting the uh, other beastmen, and on the way back he runs into uh, the lion pig man's uh, disciples and children, the little boar kid, and he starts bawling him because Ren's weak and a human, and the little pig kid's a little shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as he's beating him up, uh, his very non-human <laughs> brother shows up. And stops him, saying, like, you shouldn't bully weak people, like, just because you're stronger than them, even if they're human. Um, and helps uh, Ren up and takes him back home. Kumatetsu finally returns and sees uh, Ren all bruised up and his place cleaned up. And, you know, it's my mess. I know where everything is. Like, why'd you move it? Uh, and Ren admits to being weak and says uh, he's weak, but Kumatetsu is worse. Because he's strong, but still failing just as much as someone weak as Ren. Because uh, he's laying around, he's lazy, he's got all this free time, he's mean. Whereas the Lion Pig Man is nice and busy all the time, but still polite and has proper discipline and is the reason he's the prime candidate. Uh, so they get into a little spat and fight. So the friends split him up. Uh, and the monkey tells Kumatetsu, just ditch the kid, it's not worth it. Uh, Kumatetsu's complaining says he does fishing and chopping wood and all this other stuff to earn a living but Ren doesn't appreciate that uh, and while he's venting we see the Grandmaster Rabbit appear and he's zipping around saying uh, that maybe showing Ren all those jobs Kumatetsu does would be a good sh- good sign of discipline and you know showing how much work he's actually putting in uh, as opposed to just telling him about it and he says it might be good if they traveled around the area and met the other Grandmasters to see what they could learn so he gives them a bunch of letters of introduction. And we got a little montage of them traveling and training and such. Love it. It's wonderful. So we pick up their going out uh, to meet some other grandmasters to see what advice could could they learn about strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, we get some introductions of some of the other grandmasters. Uh, we have like an illusion uh, uh, mandrill. We have a telekinesis cat, uh, and they all have different definitions of strength because obviously, like their things aren't just brute force. So their definitions of strength aren't the same as hit them hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like make make a, a reality more real with illusion or uh, <laughs> uh, telekinesis. Uh, I, I can't even take care of myself because that's not my problem. Can you scratch <laughs> my back, please? <laughs> I love the one master, Grandmaster, who's like, I just turned stone and fuck off in the rest of the world. It's like, all right, I guess. <laughs> Good for you, so, man. Guess that's strength. So is it meditation? You're stone. You can't answer. You're okay, <laughs> this was uh, a waste of time. We All right, here go, let's go back day. home. <laughs> Damn it, we had 9,000 years when he was not stone. <laughs> one day. One day. It always happens. So uh, uh, they're out camping as they're traveling around, and Kuta is talking with the monk, and uh, the monk says that... Uh, uh, Kuta is a, a quick learner, and that Kuma Tetsu is self-taught as well. Uh, so they're very similar, but because Kuma Tetsu didn't have a master and is self-taught, he literally has no vocabulary to teach you what he knows. Um, so uh, uh, Kuta is like, oh, so I guess his lesson of you have to figure it out for yourself 
is the lesson. He taught me something, even though he's an idiot that doesn't know how to teach me anything. Wow. Um, uh, so uh, we see the monkey and Kumatetsu talking in a different tent. Uh, just all the parallels of like, oh, I I see a little of him in me on both sides of the conversation. Because mm-hmm. uh, they're like, yeah, he, he uh, uh, Kuta's like you when you were his age. So how would you have talked to yourself at that age to make you listen. And he's what? like, hmm, weird. <laughs> um, so they go back home and Kuta sees a vision of his mom saying, like, oh, become him. Uh, so uh, he starts imitating uh, Kumatetsu in secret, uh, just really trying to learn all his footwork and just, like, all his physical mannerisms and everything. Uh, and uh, one day, uh, Kumatetsu catches him, and they play just a mirror game of, like, why are you copying me? Why are you copying me? <laughs> um, um, but, of course, Kumatetsu's like, you annoying piece of shit, stop it, and starts chasing him around. Uh, but as he runs away, the monk is like, well, it's only natural for a child to mimic their parent and kumatetsu's like no he's not my kid he's just some punk who cleans my house sometimes <laughs> uh but they're warming up to each other and starting to train sincerely because there is an element of uh <laughs> fuck you if you're not gonna teach me i'm just gonna mimic you until i learn stuff <laughs> he's like what fuck you if you're gonna learn stuff thing from me it's because i taught you because i'm a good teacher <laughs> um so uh, we get some montages of them training, uh, going through the motions, and uh, we see Kuta washing potatoes inside while uh, Kumatetsu and the monkey are playing cards outside, and Kuta realizes he's not even watching them interact, but he's able to mimic all of Kumatetsu's moves. <gasps> <gasps> he knows him. He knows him better than he knows himself. Isn't that terrible? That old man. When some when you realize someone knows you too deeply, they say something to you, and you're like, "Oh fuck!" Oh, that cuts they shit. know me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had a veil to the world. <laughs> fuck. Uh, but uh, knowing this, he goes up to uh, Kumotetsu and just starts beating him and dodging him. <laughs> He's like, uh, uh, just showing off that, like, "Hey, you can't touch me because." I've read you so much that I can anticipate your next move. <gasps> he's Hell like, yeah. Boji. Oh. oh, yeah. Uh, and he's like, hey, since you don't have this skill, because you act on impulse, uh, what if I taught you how to, like, read your opponent? If you teach me violence, <laughs> teach me to punch and hit stuff, please. <laughs> and Kumatetsu's like, finally, the one thing I can actually teach you. You teach me, and I teach you Pokemon. Uh. <laughs> Sorry. Ah, <laughs> uh, but this time the Beast Man captured a small boy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, we get more training. Um, just a lot of montages. In fact, nine, seven, eight to nine years of montages. Mm-hmm. In fact, wild. Mm-hmm. Uh. As we see them training, we see uh, Kuta's getting older, he's getting stronger, he's becoming a man! 
but uh, uh, we also see uh, uh, the pig man uh, being like, oh, he's actually training my opponent. Oh, interesting. Oh, he's, oh, no, doing the thing. That's my, that's my job. Becoming <laughs> um, a threat. So Kuta is able to, like, beat up Pigman's son who bullied him. And he's like, hey, now that you're strong, I respect you. We are best friends now. Now we can Please come hang out at my house. <laughs> I do like that we see the three wolf guys that were going to eat uh, Kuta at the beginning. Who were like, oh, they're like thugs. Then they were just gambling on two kids fighting in a playground. I'm like, <laughs> oh, they're idiots. They're just idiots. <laughs> yeah, they just hang out. They see kids and they're like... What if we did the most unreasonable behaviors? Let's threaten about eating them. Let's make bets about them fighting. Um, but um, yeah, Kuta becomes 17 and uh, uh, Kumatetsu is like, all right, you're 17th boy now? And he's like, no, uh, you, you can call me my name. You didn't change my name every year uh, for the past <laughs> nine years. So uh, we can stick with that. Um but now, because the Beast World is seeing how strong Kuta is becoming, so many people want to become uh, uh, Kumatetsu's disciple because they want to be strong like Kuta because he's such a good teacher. Oh. Aww. Um, so, uh, Kuta gets chased. I am. This happens very abruptly. I'm still a little unclear how. How it came to be, but yeah. uh, Kuta is being chased. I, I forget. forget. The, I forget the context I, of the scene as well. <laughs> I think he has a fight with Kumatetsu and just runs off, and Kumatetsu is the one chasing him. Oh yes. So he just he okay. keeps bobbing and weaving and dodging because he's nimble and lighter, and dips into the alleyways. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah, this seemed like more just like training montage, so it kind of glossed over my brain because yeah, most <laughs> of. Uh, the past, like, 30 minutes at this point have been training montage. <laughs> a lot of um, uh, But he gets chased, and, oh no, he finds himself in the alleyways with the flowers and the animals that what? brought him from the human world to the beast world. <gasps> so, he he goes into a strange realm with metal flying machines and, <gasps> and creatures that look like him. Ah, oh, he's in the human world. Ugh, what? So naturally, uh, uh, shocked and afraid, he goes to a bookstore. <laughs> hey, I feel safe at a bookstore too, bud. <laughs> uh, like, it's probably the, one of the best moves a main character has done after being isekai back into the... <laughs> yeah, let me learn about what's going on. <laughs> let me catch up on things. Uh, but yeah, truly, he goes to the library and he's like, hmm, I should learn. What's this book? Moby Dick? Cool. I'm 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 reading this. I can tackle this. <laughs> um but he struggles because he doesn't know how to read because he lived in the beast world where just punching was his only form <laughs> of education for mm. several years. Uh so he turns to the woman next to him and is like, "Hey, what? Excuse me. What does this word say?" And she's like, "Oh, that says whale." And he's like, "Oh, sick." <laughs> Thank I you. learned something. I improved myself. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm done Mission for today. Bye. Yep. <laughs> uh, but then there's some unruly teens in the library. 
Uh, they're being loud. Their phones are buzzing. Uh, so this woman goes over to them and is like, hey, can you not? And they're like, hmm, what if we beat your ass in the parking lot? <laughs> and that's what happens. So This group of teenagers uh, is truly more frightening than any of the beastmen. Yes. Yes. More scary than uh, any creature we've seen. The wolves that we were just talking about threatening to skin a boy alive. No. Uh, less inherently violent we find than these yes. children. <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, they wait for her to go outside and they're going to beat her up. But oh, a, a dashing strong Cuta is there to protect <gasps> her. And uh, her name is uh, Kaede. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, 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 int- he introduces himself as Ren, not Kuta, because yeah. that's his human name. <laughs> I'm honestly surprised he remembered it, because I would probably have forgotten my own name if I didn't use it for nine years straight. Me too. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, good for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and now, a start of another montage, <laughs> where they're like... <laughs> He starts to go between worlds because uh, he just wants to be the best person he can be. So he's got to get stronger, and that includes mental strength. Yeah. Like literacy. I was not expecting this to be the act two of this movie at all. Me either, because it truly comes from nowhere. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, so uh, uh, he's starting to... Uh, slack on his physical training for his mental training. And uh, he's going between worlds. Uh, They're reading Moby Dick with uh, just the lightest bit of metaphor that may come in later. Um, (laughs) There's uh, uh, Kaide says that she's, uh, I I live to please my parents, but uh, everything I'm doing, I'm working to make them proud. But I want to work to make myself proud. So I can't wait to go to university and be on my own and, and fight for my own strength. And he's like, hmm, interesting. Not making your life dedicated to someone else. Ah, what a concept. Hmm. Hmm. Um, so he's like, this university you speak of, um, is this like a... I don't know, a public thing that, like, any old uh, swords beastmen can attend. Uh, uh, So they go uh, learn about uh, what he can do to get his Japanese equivalent of a GED. And the guy is like, oh, you're you're so behind. You basically have to start from middle school again. Uh, uh, It's going to be so much money. And then... Uh, oh, but he gets a, a, a scholarship application uh, to pay for it. So he starts getting really embedded in human life. Uh, and I honestly as- loved that moment, though, where they were like in that office talking to that man. And you see the woman in the background being like, why the fuck is he saying these things to a child? He's so mean. And then <laughs> she chases them down and is like, no, you have so many options. Because <laughs> I feel like hey. that's the dichotomy of like counselors in America also. Yeah. Some of them will be like, yeah, you're fucked. And then another <laughs> one will be like, please don't listen to them. You can do this. You, there There's are, hope. Yeah, there are ways you can do this. I realize you're not, uh, like, interested in academics, but I also realize you're a human being with feelings, yes. so I'm going to respect those. 
I do understand where he's coming from, though, where it's like, hey, I've been functionally dead for the last nine years. Can I go to college? It's like, who are you? What's happening? <laughs> I, I feel like there are a few more questions you should be asking before this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> including this next piece of information, which is, um, hey, this address we have on file, like, we barely have your records because you, again, disappeared for nine years. Uh, but we have this address for your dad. Is this still current? <gasps> What? Uh-huh. I didn't guess. <gasps> Belated, sorry. <laughs> um, so uh, they he goes to the apartment, but he's too scared to to confront. What? What if he doesn't recognize me? What? What? Uh, he? Uh, uh, he's uh, gonna leave a note, but he chickens out and uh, he's walking away, but. He reckon he somewhat recognizes a man at a shop nearby. And he's like, hey, do you know who I am? And this guy is like, hmm, let me think. And so Ren is like, uh, never mind, goodbye, and starts walking <laughs> away. But then, then some children walk by, and then it makes it click for his dad, and he goes, my son! <laughs> and then they Puppy hug. Boy. This was very sweet. I thought this was very mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, I was expecting something much worse because they drop like, oh, his mom divorces dad like early on. I was like, oh, his dad's probably like a piece of shit or something. So I was like, oh, he does actually care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> he has a different deadbeat dad and he's a bear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> My two dads. Um, <laughs> I, I thought about that. I was like, that should be the title of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Ren is starting to question if he can have an everyday life again. Uh, and he's like, well, now I have family and maybe like a girlfriend in the human world. So what if I go explore that? Uh, so he goes back and he uh, confronts uh, Kumatetsu and he tells them he wants to learn about the human world. Which naturally... Kumatetsu doesn't take well because he's like, "All right, you're already slacking on your training. I found this this book. What is this filth? I found this under your mattress and throws a math textbook on the table. He's like, "What are you hiding from me? Literature. I can't read, so you do need to tell me what this is. Son. I, this isn't like I, I got you. Explain this. It's like, what are these symbols? Explain this." <laughs> Um, so yeah, he, he leaves to go to the human world and Mm. Kumatetsu is naturally angry, uh, and starts regressing his behavior because, oh, his disciple quit on him. So why doesn't he quit too? Um, so he goes back to the human world and his dad is like, so yeah, you've been gone for nine years. Like I've been looking for you ever since, but you, it's like you vanished or something. Um, but he's like, yeah, you, so you said you were living with someone for the past nine years. I need to meet them and say thank you uh, before you, like, start this new life. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, like, hits uh, uh, Ren weird to be like, hey, yeah, throw away uh, the past nine years for me, a guy you don't know. And uh, he's really stuck between worlds of like, well, uh, I'm socialized as a beast, but I belong in the human world. I fit nowhere. Great. Um, So he's running away, running from his dad. He can't do it. And he ends up down in in a commercial district where he sees 
the shadow of a small boy from the beginning of the movie. His shadow of his own darkness saying, I hate you, is still lingering. And then he turns around and he sees his own shadow. Much darker and cursed. Ah. Ah. It's his heartless. Yep. It's literally Kingdom Hearts. I know a lot about that uh, franchise and can participate in this bit. Uh. (laughs) Don't worry, Mickey will come up and he'll explain everything. Did someone say the door to darkness? (laughs) Garsh. Uh. Garsh. Um, so, uh, he sees the darkness inside himself, and he runs, uh, to the library to meet Kaide, and, and he's like, hey, am, what am I? Am I a human? Am I a monster? <laughs> and he starts getting, like, aggressive, just, like, agitated, and, like, hovers over her in an aggressive way. And so she slaps him. Uh, I'm proud of her. I was so, mm-hmm. I was like, hell yeah. Go you. <laughs> and... And she's like, hey, I I know you got a lot of hard times since you are a feral boy I did find <laughs> in this library and you've been following me ever since. But we all have darkness, you know? Like, I gotta please my parents. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Lovely. It, like, I, it is... A struggle for her. Everyone's got their own struggle. Mm-hmm. Can't quantify pain. It's not a content. But like it is like, hey, my parents, who we see collectively in this movie for two seconds, are like being fine just reading in the living room. <laughs> yeah, like they don't seem bad. But yeah, just truly like her the sentiment, yes, is like everyone goes through pain, it's about overcoming it. But like the phrasing of it was like I'm sad, too, and I deal with it, so why can't you? (laughs) (laughs) Have you tried not being depressed? (laughs) Uh, Have you read a good book? (laughs) Um, And so she's like, hey, uh, I got this little piece of thread that I use for a bookmark. Here, it's a bracelet. Let it give you strength. Um, So he... Uh, goes back into the uh, monster, uh, the beast world, monster, oh, uh, pejorative, uh, uh, beast world, and is, uh, he's like, hey, hey, bully uh, pig kid, you've been inviting me over for nine years now, I'm, I'm gonna take you up on your offer. Uh, and so he goes over, they're having tea, and he's like, yeah, so while you were gone, the Grandmaster decided that uh, tomorrow is the match to uh, uh, decide the fate of your master. Um, the Grandmaster and... decided that he's ready to die, so it's time for the fight. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's ready to become a god and give up this plane. Um, but, uh, uh, so the uh, totally human... Uh, uh, sibling is like, hey, let me let me walk out with you. Let let's have some uh, uh, human beast time. <laughs> and so they go out, uh, walking away, and then he just starts beating Huta. No. He just surprises him and just lashes out and attacks him. And he says, "Oh, you, you and your disgusting master, you got to learn your place. Where, where, where the people destined to be great? Where?" Look at us. We're clean and polite. And uh, Kuta looks up and sees the darkness inside him as well. <gasps> oh, this kid really 
came into this movie with a collective one minute of screen time and said, I'm going to be the Act 3 villain for no fucking reason. I... I'm going to hide <laughs> under my 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 little pig hat, my a little... Spirit hood. My Angry Birds merch of uh, <laughs> just a pig hat. Uh, it's... Uh, and I'm just going to become trouble for no reason. <laughs> I do think that, like, uh, yes, of course he was human the whole, t- the whole time. That's not a secret. <laughs> but I There's do my think, for you. like, the implementation of, like, the whole darkness thing, like, coming to a head in this way of this poor kid who's, like, not poor kid, but, like, this kid who's been here his whole life mm-hmm. is interesting. Like, that this thing mm-hmm. he's been suppressing for forever. So I thought it was kind of neat. Yeah, like a lot of the theming stuff definitely works. A lot of the narrative stuff is like, oh, so this this kind of just came out of nowhere uh, because you needed it too, right? I feel like they could they could have seeded this earlier a little better because the only other time we see him is when he stops his brother from picking on Kyuta earlier, and that's Mm -hmm. it. But we could have seen him struggling with his identity like in two other scenes, and that would have been better for me, like tying Mm because it really feels like out of nowhere for me. Yeah, I I guess they are trying to go for like a red herring thing of him of the two brothers being like no, violence is not the answer. He's he's weak. You beating him isn't going to teach him anything. Mm-hmm. So I I guess there is an element of like, oh no, surprise, but we're also seeing through half of your disguise anyways, so there's <laughs> kind of we're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. yeah. Uh but yeah, so uh we we start the we start the grand tournament, and uh, the the rabbit grandmaster is like, "All right, crowd! After nine long years of figuring out what god I'll be, I'll be the god of decisiveness. Now let's go and fight." <laughs> I couldn't tell if that was a joke or not. Like on his part, <laughs> it's got it had to have been. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I uh, wonder. I wonder if he is the god of decisiveness and decided that way early on and did it as a bit. Like mm, he just, seems like the type. Yeah. So yeah. I I would absolutely buy it if he's like, cool. In nine years I'll be a god, but I just want to fuck around for a bit. <laughs> I just need another decade under my belt. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. So the the battle the fighters take the field, but Kumatetsu seems like he's alone. Yeah. <gasps> So, fight! Kumatetsu lunges forward and he just starts off in his, like, beast mode. Um, Lion Pigman takes a hit but recovers easily. Kumatetsu keeps running at him, uh, but Lion Pigman evades a hit pretty much every time. And then he gets a hit on Kumatetsu, uh, and Kumatetsu goes back to his regular form while Lion Pigman powers up. So it's looking like it'll be a short fight. And then we see that Kyuta is in the audience, um, and he looks upset when Kumatetsu gets knocked down, uh, and the referees start counting for a knockout when Kyuta shows himself. And Pig Monk tells him to cheer Kumatetsu on, just like he did when he was a little kid at that first fight. Ah, oh, memories. Full circle. Uh... So he does so. He tells him to get up, and they kind of start bickering back and forth like they always do. Uh, And this motivates Kumatetsu. So he's up, and he runs for his sword, and everyone in the audience is pretty surprised that he's going to keep going. Uh, And they start sword fighting with their swords sheathed, of course. 
Of course. Uh, and Pig Monk and Monkey Man notice that Kumatetsu is smiling, just like he does when he's training with Kyuta. So they're like, this fight isn't over. He's still got it in him. Uh, Lion Pig Man's son gets worried. Uh, the, the, the actual boar son gets worried that his dad will lose when the one who definitely isn't human... Uh, I called him Ichi, which is not his whole name, but it's easier to say than his whole name. Mm-hmm. Um, he tells Boar Man to shut up, and he's all mad about Kyuta. Um, Kyuta keeps cheering Kumatetsu on, and he smack he smacks Lion Pig Man's sword, and the sheath shatters. <gasps> and Lion Ooh. Pig Man's sword goes flying toward the Grand Master, narrowly missing his head and getting stuck in his chair. Wow. The Grandmaster makes a very silly noise that I really enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Kumatetsu gets a hit in, and Lion Pig Man is knocked out, and Kumatetsu won! Bam, 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 bam. Uh, and the movie ends! Hooray! Congrats! All right, how do we feel? <laughs> I'm gonna be a stickler here. When Kumatetsu got knocked out, they got to nine, and then... <laughs> Kyuta started yelling out, and then they stopped counting while Kumatetsu was still on the ground for like a good 30 more seconds. <laughs> and then this guy gets knocked out, and they're like, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. He's out. I was like, now hold on. <laughs> now wait, let's, if we're going to be honest here. Let his kids cheer him on. What the hell? Give him a timeout. Give him a breather on the ground. It counts. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to think they were just looking at his kids like, are you? Are you going to do something? You you have to be the disciple to step in. No one else can do it. We don't pause the clock for anyone else. Uh, Yes, so the crowd's going wild. Confetti falls. Kumatetsu goes up to Kyuta. They, like, keep their cold vibes with each other, but are as sweet to each other as that can provide. And Kyuta is clearly very proud of his beast dad. Uh, So the Grandmaster turns around, and the sword is gone from his chair. What? Not me. Uh, and we see it fly through the air and hit Kumatetsu. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, oh. truly, maybe I'm just dumb. But I was like, I did not think this would happen. <laughs> right? It seems to as if come out of nowhere. <laughs> um, so he's bleeding. We see the sword is in his back. And it's mentioned earlier in the movie that Ichi has telekinesis. Um, and that's like his big power. So he used his telekinesis to stab Kumatetsu. He's going crazy with the darkness that's growing in him. Even his dad is upset. Um, and we can see the darkness growing in his chest and he drives the sword further into Kumatetsu and he falls to his knees. Um, and this causes Kyuta's darkness to grow too. And you can see it in his chest. It manifests as, like, a hole in their chest surrounded by, like, moving darkness. Um, So, at this point, it's kind of revealed that the darkness is what gives Ichi the telekinesis, because then Kyuta kind of gets that, um, and he uses it to launch his sword at Ichi, but his little white hamster ghost friend snaps him out of it. He looks at Kaede's red thread on his wrist, and the sword... Stops just in time uh, before hitting Ichi. And then the darkness completely consumes Ichi and he disappears. Ominous. <gasps> Spooky. Um, listen, does this sound like a completely different <laughs> Yes. 
Yes. When I was watching it, was I enjoying it? Yes. I yes. <laughs> feel differently about you guys, I think, because I don't feel like... I, I don't know. I feel like there, there was enough for me to, like, see this coming. Like, I could tell Ichi was, like, always harboring this hatred for Kyuta. Um, but I can also see what you guys mean. I, I still enjoyed it. It very much is Summer Wars Digimon of the very segmented three-act structure. Yeah, a lot of anime um, movies are like this. Yeah. Uh, Digimon was fully three different movies just combined to yeah. one. <laughs> uh, but this, with Ichi, like, it wasn't until he was leaving their house and he just beat him up for no reason that I was kind of like, oh, I guess he hates him? And that never seemed to have been prevalent before. So that that's my hang-up. I still like it, but it just, this part like of Ichi being the villain mm-hmm. just felt really out of left field for me. Yeah, I guess that's what I mean when I say where we differ because I did pick up on that like I did pick up on Ichi mm-hmm. hating him so. And I, I would be a stickler for one more thing. They said the heart of darkness or whatever is what gave him the telekinesis the Grandmaster Cat we see in the earlier montage also has telekinesis eh? I don't know. So Beast Beastman evil cat. Telekinesis. Every cat is evil, evil you cat. should know this. That's what it is. You know, Alright, you know what? You got me there, Toss. <laughs> um, so, uh, Kyuta looks down at Kumatetsu and he tells him to wake up, but the telekinesis darkness stuff took so much out of Kyuta that he passes out. Um, Teleka darkness. Darkakinesis. Darkakinesis. Um, and then he wakes up his little ghost hamsters with him and it's chirping a bunch. And he looks up and he sees that he's in a room with Kumatetsu. And Kumatetsu's in a, ba- uh, a bed all bandaged up and he's sleeping. He has an IV in his arm. And I was like, that doesn't seem consistent with this world's <laughs> technology. But okay. Yeah, I, I truly for a medicine. second was like, oh, they brought him to the human world because uh, they care about him so much. And they're like, no, we just have uh, beast IVs. <laughs> uh, uh, BIVs. This whole, this whole building that they're in right now was very, like... Not it did not go along with the other beast beastman world stuff. Yeah, everything else in the beast world feels just like literal feudal Japan, mm-hmm. and this is like very fantasy, like over the top. Yeah, um, culturally we we're we're fine living in the past, but medicine wise, oh no, we're up to date. <laughs> B- believe us, we want to stay alive, but uh, uh, markets are cute. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Lion Pigman is in a room with his wife and remaining son, as well as the Grandmaster. And Grandmaster says Ichi's power came from his human darkness. Uh, and he tells Lion Pigman to tell him why he had a human son. I guess nobody fucking asked. <laughs> ever. <laughs> All these years. Um, so we see a flashback of Lion Pigman in the human world. And he finds Ichi in an alley in a box. And he thought he'd be able to keep his human darkness at bay if he raised him. And as Ichi was growing up, he kept asking questions, being like, why aren't I like you, Dad? Um, So because he thought he was a beast and didn't look like anybody else, and he wanted to be like his dad so bad, he became so insecure that it caused his darkness to grow more powerful. Uh, So Kyuta overhears this conversation. Um, Pig Sun says, I don't get it. I'm stupid. Which I love that line. I love it. I <laughs> totally respect him for just being like, listen, cool, I'm dumb. You need to lay this yeah, out better that. for me. <laughs> um, he's like, he's my brother. Like, that doesn't, it doesn't matter that he's human. Um, 
And Lion Pigman asks if they can live with Ichi still. And the Grandmaster's like, well, I don't know where he is. He disappeared. <laughs> um, so he's just out there roaming around somewhere. And before anything else, they have to expel the darkness from him. So Kuta grabs his sword and tries to leave this fantastical modern building they're in. It's a cool, it's cool architecture. It just doesn't really fit mm-hmm. in. Um so he's going down the steps, uh, and Monkey Man and Pig Monk tell him that it's not a good idea to do this, and Pig Monk kind of blows up at him for the first time ever. Um, but Kuta is resolute, and he says, I appreciate you scolding me, but I'm not doing this for revenge. And he says, this is what made me tear up a little bit. He says, it's thanks to the people who raised him that he turned out better than Ichi. So now he has to like give that grace to Ichi and help him out. So it's just the sweetness of him saying that to the people who raised him. And I was just like, oh, yeah, that's this is so a very nice sweet. Um, what can I say? We love fountain families. <laughs> we love pig monks. We love pig monks. Um, so, yeah, he's like, I could have become this. I'm going to help him fix this. So monkey man gives him a big hug and cries. And we see that pig monk tears up, too. Um, and then Kuta goes out into the human world again. Um, Monkey Man and Pig Monk sit in the room with Kumatetsu, who's still asleep, and they're reflecting on Kuta's childhood. They say he was a brat, but they saw him every day, but now he's all grown up. And they say that they're proud of him, which did, like, fully make me cry. <laughs> it gets me. Yeah. Uh, and just then, Kumatetsu wakes up. Whoa! Papa. Uh... Then, so, Kyuta, he's out in the human world. He calls Kaede. She sneaks out. Uh, she meets him, and he gives her Moby Dick. And he says, listen, babe, I've got to fight someone, and if, he, if I lose, I'm going to die. So, uh, <laughs> just, like, really casually, he's like, I'm going to die, probably, so I need you to listen to me right now. <laughs> uh, and he tells her that, He's so glad that he met her and that she made him think that the world could be so big and that studying together made him happy. So he thanks her. Um, oh. Yeah, this was Please very sweet, take so. this book that belongs to the library. <laughs> I want you to have it. <laughs> take Not this mine. book. Please return it for me. There are late fees. It's going to be like $26. Please. They're so <laughs> mad at me. <laughs> um, yeah, specifically the quote he said, I thought to myself, this world can be so big. I was just like, that's so sweet. That's getting me. That's... Ugh. <laughs> um, and then he sees Ichi, and they're like in the middle of this busy street, and she sees him too. Um, and he tells Kaide to get away, but she doesn't want to leave him. And Ichi starts running after them, and we see that he's like mowing people down. Like people are like flying up into the air. Um, so Kyuta pushes Kaide away and turns to fight, and they start sword fighting in the street. Uh, he knocks Ichi back, but then Ichi just, like, fully goes into his, like, darkness powers, and his arms grow all big and blue and glowy, and he hits Kyuta and launches him into, like, a sign. It's no good. Um, Kaide helps him get away, and Kyuta says, we can't fight here, like, there are too many people here, and he warns people not to go in that direction, but no one listens. Um, this part was kind of funny to me. Ichi, uh, so Kaide had dropped Moby Dick, and Ichi picks it up, and he opens the book, and he sees the word whale. He's just like, hmm, whale. 
and that shapes the rest of the film. <laughs> Him learning the word whale. Be a whale. <laughs> hmm. If only there was a more monstrous form of this villain character that was already introduced that could be a big bad of like a dark shadowy figure with like the darkness growing. Hmm. But no, he saw the word whale, so he's a whale now. Whale! Uh, again, following the Kingdom Hearts formula, the big bad turns into a boat. A whale's kind of <laughs> like a boat. <laughs> sure. Also, how does he know the word whale when Ren didn't? Uh, he well, was never in the human world. His dad probably Wait, taught him Wait, yeah, he was a full baby. He was a full baby brought into the monster. I keep saying monster world. God, uh, I I don't even play that game series. Um, or monster hunter world. Uh, anyways. Yeah, I would think that uh, lion pig dad probably taught his kids how to read. I, I like that better because it's like, it says the beast world had Japanese. Kumatezu is just dumb as fuck. Yeah, he's illiterate. <laughs> Never taught him, which is funnier to me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, all these folks, we see them just, like, living their lives. It's nighttime, nightlife, woohoo. Um, Woo! And then they see this big, dark cloud moving through the street, shaped like a whale. What? Um, the dark whale goes along, stopping at an dark intersection. Whale. But we see on a security camera that on there, it just looks like Ichi. Um, but with his whale darkness powers... <laughs> He pushes a semi-truck into some cars, and he's, like, plowing them into a tunnel that Kyuta and Kaide are in, and they run away in time, but then the whole ordeal causes an explosion, and Kyuta's like, how will I beat him? He's too strong. Um, he's he, got a whale. He's, he's a whole damn whale. <laughs> um, Ichi keeps going. Kyuta and Kaide go on a train, and he wonders what he should do, and he thinks... Maybe I could open my heart to the darkness, and I could take in Ichi's darkness too, and stab myself. Will that work? Will that get rid of the darkness? Is that the only option? Do I need to die? Or is there something else? (laughs) No time to explore plan B. (laughs) The whale's destroying the city. We have to do something. It's the uncertain of like, will this work? It better, because it involves killing myself. So fingers crossed. Yeah. Like that's a lot to Last resort? On. No. First thing I think of. <laughs> first resort. Um and then Kaede, uh, she wonders aloud why she ran along with him even though she was scared. And she just has a moment being like, You've always encouraged me and made me feel good about myself, and I still feel that way, and so like I wanna help you, I wanna fight with you. Uh the train announcer very calmly announces that there is a fire. <laughs> So they better get the fuck off the train. Um, And then we see explosions in the monster world, too. So Ichi is affecting both worlds. And the... Did I say monster world? The beast... The beast world. Ah! The digital No, I'm sorry to spread my racism. Oh, I wrote... (laughs) I wrote monster world in my notes, so... I'm the racist. Listen, we're not beast fuckers. We're monster fuckers. So we're used to it. Hey, I'm not opposed... (laughs) I, no. I won't kick a beast out of bed if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> so, the beastmen are wondering why this is happening and why they had to let humans stay here in the first place. Um, abba, 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 abba. And then Kumatetsu shows up, but he's all weak, still bandaged up, and he tells the Grandmaster that he's the only one who can help. So Kumatetsu says, I need to support Kyuta. He says, what he lacks in his heart, I'll fill up. 
uh, he can at least do that. So Grandmaster explains that Kumatetsu means he should let him recreate, <laughs> reincarnate as a god instead of the Grandmaster. But once this is done, there's no turning back. But Kumatetsu is sure that he wants to. No hesitation. So, Kyuta and Kaide keep running. They're on a dark street when they see Ichi. He takes the form of a whale again. Yeah, they're uh, Every more time whale stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Take form of whale. <laughs> Shape of a bucket of water. <laughs> um, so, Kaide steps up and like yells at Ichi. And she's like, you're just a bitch. You're just a human who wants revenge. Get over yourself. Um, she's like, we're gonna I really win. Res- I really respect Kaede's ability to just roll with the punches of like, hey, I met this feral child, taught him how to read over the last year and a half. He says he's being hunted down by some you know, twink in a spirit hood <laughs> that can summon whales and destroy trucks. And I'm, sa- I'm saying, let's throw down. I'm ready to go toe-to-toe with the spirit whale. It's like, this all happened in like 20 minutes, Kaede. How are you <laughs> this okay with everything? I feel uh, like I will counter that one of the few things we know about her is she's a people pleaser. So that's <laughs> what? what I'm going with. Yeah, she's there. like, I, uh, sorry, it, it would, we'd have to have an awkward conversation if I left right now. So <laughs> <laughs> sink or swim. I'm all in. Yep. Um, she thinks Kuta is strong enough. So Kuta grabs her just before a whale boy slams down again <laughs> and they roll away. Safe and sound. Um, Slam them down, big style. <laughs> um, so, uh, Kuta runs back up, and he's like, "Hey, check it out! I have darkness in me too!" And like his darkness is there in his chest, and he pulls out his sword, and he's taken in Ichi's darkness. Um, and then someone calls Kuta's name, and an orange light blazes down, and it's a sword. What? <gasps> And he he looks up to this bridge, and Pig Monk is the one who called his name, and it looks like there's a bunch of beast men with him. And he's like, hey, listen, you just gotta believe me. The sword is Kumatetsu. He became the god of Tool and turned into the sword. Okay? You gotta believe me, because this is a bonkers lie to pull out right now, so it has to be true. It has to be true. I could not make this up. (laughs) Um, Listen, it sounds like a plot point we could just make up at this point in the movie, but we swear we didn't. (laughs) Could we have tried making this better and explain it earlier instead of focusing on all of the whale stuff? Maybe, but it's too late for that. Kumatetsu's in the sword. so We put a lot of budget in the whale. Yeah. (laughs) This is the real crowd pleaser. So, uh... He remembers what Kumatetsu told him about being the sword in his heart when he was younger, or, like, using the sword in his heart. And he has a a bunch of memories flash across his mind as the glowing sword goes into the darkness hole in his chest. And he starts crying, and he can hear Kumatetsu in his head being like, Why are you crying? It's time to fight! Uh, So now Kumatetsu's just, like, inside of him, living, living as a part of him. Um... Whale Ichi bears down on him, but the light inside of him deflects it. Ichi is, like, all over the place, like, teleporting all over the place, but Kyuta eventually sees his pattern and realizes he has a split second to attack Ichi. 
before the whale attacks. So he gets in. It was really easy. The whale dissipates. <laughs> but it's not quite like over. One shot. <laughs> it was so much easier than we thought it was going to be. Um, Ichi lays on the ground in front of Kyuta. And he's like, hey, man, we're both humans raised by beasts. We have that in common. Um, then Ichi wakes up in a bed. Back at home, he sits up and we see that his family is sitting at the foot of the bed and he remembers going to the Grand Master fight, but that's it. And he looks at his wrist and he sees that Kuta gave him his red thread to remind him of light, I guess. Cute. <laughs> um, Kuta is still in the human world. Uh, Kumatetsu is a part of him now and he can hear him in his mind. And Kumatetsu tells him to never hesitate or he'll kick his ass from inside his heart. Uh, so he says he'll show Kumatetsu what he can really do. And the sun rises over the city. It's lovely. A lovely shot. Uh, there's a news broadcast about the incident, and there's a celebration for Kyuta in the monster world. Uh, Monkey Man and Pig Monk encourage all of the leftover disciples from Kumatetsu to be like Kyuta. Uh, and the Grand Master is upset that he doesn't get to reincarnate as a god now. I'd be pretty <laughs> upset too. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a reasonable thing to be mad about. Yeah, um, Kaide is there. She's in the Beast World now. She says she was invited. Great. Sure. Um, Why not? I think the only rule for the Beast World they said is that if you know how to get there, you can be there. So, <laughs> guess someone gave her directions. <laughs> um, she asks him that if he still wants to go to university, and he says he'll try. Yay. Um fireworks they watch together it's cute um back in the human world cuta sees his dad dad um and we get some narration saying that after that he never picked up a sword again but he's the best swordsman thanks to the sword in his heart he can take on anything and then we get one last shot of kumatetsu and it's over yeah yeah hey I bet Kumatetsu's just real pissed. I'm like, what do you mean you're never picking up a sword again? <laughs> After that, I Nine stole years. godhood and you used me <laughs> once? What one time? Uh, like, at least use it in, in the kitchen or something, I please. Fuck around. Street performer. Yeah. Buy a Wii. <laughs> <laughs> Play Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, let's stick with Twilight Princess. I know it released earlier, and it's not uh, the controls are a little jankier, but uh, <laughs> Skyward Sword's rough. Kumatetsu is strong Zelda opinion. <laughs> uh, so, are we there? I mean, it's a movie, so we're done. We're not going to continue, but... Yeah, we did it. We did we it. Did we it. beat it. Uh, yeah, I, I did enjoy this. I, I will say, like, for some of the structure being a little bit off like a lot of the theming really resonated and there there were like multiple layers of stuff i was on on uh, peeling back the onion throughout the movie <laughs> and and seeing everything and yeah i i enjoyed it it i just feel like they're i don't know uh like as you mentioned a lot of japanese films like have this kind of structure of like the acts aren't fully as connected as they are for American where we're like intertwining every a B and C plot into like one thing. 
um, where this felt like, okay, we got the motivation and now I'm capable of being a swordsman. What if I fucked off and learned how to read? <laughs> like, there are those elements where it's like, okay, cool. Uh, uh, we set up the goal is to win this fight and oh, now we have to fight a, a whale? Okay. Um, like, there were just those elements where it just felt a little disconnected, but, like, thematically, I understand, like, oh, the we had, like, oh, the, the darkness of this child who, like, didn't have a parent that was honest with them, like uh, uh, Kumatetsu and uh, Kyuta, where they're like, hey, we're both trash, but we see each other eye to eye, right? Cool, and we can pull ourselves out of it because we love each other? Great. Versus uh, uh, Ichi being like, hey, why do I feel weird? And his dad's like, shut up, you're normal. <laughs> <laughs> My body doesn't look like yours. Uh, uh, we'll Give it time. It Anyways, it time. Uh, but yeah, like the the theming was strong. I just felt like the narrative elements could have been a little bit more focused, especially for like to pull directly uh, the white whale <laughs> metaphor. Mm. So directly and so, like, like introduced. Yeah. Like, this concept wasn't introduced until Act 2, so it's kind of weird that you latched onto it when there are other things that could have been representative equally, but uh, it it's fine. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, but yeah, I like this. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, he's, he's pretty, I feel like Mamoru Hosada is pretty consistent in terms of, like, my enjoyability of his movies. I think mm-hmm. Bell is the one I like least because it feels like, to me, I know a lot of people really liked it, but to me it feels like the most disjointed. Uh, um, yeah. Other than the Digimon movie, of course. Um, but even what? that had its own through <laughs> Weirdly. line. Um, <laughs> Weirdly, yeah. Because um, like, by comparison, I will always see a Makoto Shinkai movie, but none mm-hmm. of his movies are as good as your name. Like, that's his best one, and I don't think he'll ever make a movie as good as that ever again. (laughs) So, (laughs) I feel like Mamoru Hosoda is more consistent in that way. Um, But yeah, I enjoyed this. I thought the Beast Man was a hottie. Did I think he should have a tummy (laughs) and not be so chiseled? Yes. Oh. I thought he should have. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that would have suited him more. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I liked it. same. I'm in the same boat. I really enjoyed it. I, uh, it was on my list to eventually watch, so I just threw it on here for the podcast. Um, I I do agree that probably a lot of like anime movies are have. I mean, a lot of movies, period, just have the basic three act structure. But I think Mamoru Hosota especially <laughs> like hits hard on those and is very div- clearly divided. Um, and I think he might segment them more mm. uh like you're pointing out Tess. i think that might just be his style of movies mm-hmm. um at least from all the movies of him I, i've seen so far I found that's the that case especially uh weathering with you had that also which is a makoto shinkai movie so oh is he involved with uh weathering with you makoto shinkai he no that mamoru hosoda well, that's what i was saying like it's not just mamoru hosoda's movies mm-hmm. like i feel like this is similar to weathering with you and i feel like this happens a lot in the like korean movies i've seen like korean live action movies i feel like there's Uh, a similar thing where it like reaches a point and then it just keeps going (laughs) yeah i mean it's it's a basic 
structure of like any storytelling but it's just <laughs> at least with the movies i've seen of his it's very defined like each act has its own theme by itself and doesn't link consistently throughout as smoothly as stuff um he's also a sucker for personal growth in an alternate world that has <laughs> catastrophic consequences in the human world that's been in like four of his movies so far <laughs> and probably more of them um so he's definitely got a style and a theme that he enjoys consistently mm -hmm. And consistently, it's pretty good. It's pretty well done. I don't know if any of them are out of the park, like, amazing. But, I mean, Digimon's personal for me. But that's, <laughs> I, I acknowledge my bias with that one. Um, yeah, if if there's an anime series that lives up to the hype exclusively of Digimon, um, please, we want to hear about them. <laughs> uh, you can send your recommendations to our email. Are we, it's been a minute. <laughs> You can send all those recommendations to our email, areweebthereyet, at gmail.com, or reach out to us on TikTok or Instagram, arewebthereyet, on both. And, know what? Hey, know what? Hmm? You can find me on TikTok, too. <gasps> but I <laughs> should have to look up my handle, because I, uh, I think it's... I, it, it's a tease. Uh, I can't remember A tease for I next am. week. Yep, it's uh, uh, Ricky underscore Bobcat. Cool. I I was. It's not going to be that for long. I'm I'm mixing stuff up. You know, name change. Uh, we're rebranding. We're yeah. rebranding our lives. Period. But that's the one place I want you. <laughs> don't don't look at my other stuff. That's the one I, place I'm not you're there allowed. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Honey Period D or on Tumblr at Honey D. All one word. Honey is spelled H-U-N-N-I-E. Find me on Twitter at it burns when I weeb. God, wondering about <laughs> wondering what <laughs> Maximilian Pegasus from Yu-Gi-Oh would think about the movie Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> that's that's what's going on in my brain. Would he love it? Would he hate it? Would he be in it and produce it himself? I'd love to know. Thank you to Camille Ruley for her artwork, and thank you to Louis Zong for her theme song stories. You can find all of Louis' music at louisong.bandcamp.com. Thank you, and we hope you'll join us next week as we learn to live with anime. Love the whale in your soul. <laughs> the heart of darkness is a whale. <laughs>